Good evening. This is a Tomorrow Christian Today reading Numbers 26 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, just looking at this chapter, I can see how um, organized, methodical you are. You're a God of, of um, you're not a God of confusion. So please help me to read this in an organized way, not a boring way. And help us, Lord, that we may learn something of your character, of you, in this. Because it's the entire Bible that's inspired, Lord. And we need to see it. We need to know it. We need to be exposed to it. Um, and I thank you, Lord, for it. I thank you for your word. It shows you care. We care, too. We want to spend time with you. We know Jesus is at the right hand, um, of your right hand. And we also know that he's next to us right now. And I thank you for sending him, Lord, to die for us that we will see you one day face to face as our father, not as our judge. I pray in the name of Jesus, our King. Amen. So I'm just looking at this in the NLT and it, it's, it looks a little, uh, I wouldn't say tedious. It just looks kind of repetitive. So I may have to like um, take some shortcuts a little bit. So numbers 26, the second registration of Israel's two troops. After the plague had ended, the Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, from the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their families. List all the men 20 years or older who are able to go to war. So there on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River, across from Jericho, Moses and Eleazar, the priest, issued these instructions to the people of Israel. List all the men of Israel 20 years old and older, just as the Lord commanded Moses, this is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt. So I must say, you know, I could see people, I'm just thinking, okay, off the top of my head. People could say, oh, your God is a God of war. And, okay, God needs, like, these people have come out of Egypt. Everybody's trying to destroy them. Everybody's trying to hurt them. They're not even that strong. They're actually a small, ragtag, pitiful bunch of people, kind of like Battlestar Galactica. And I think they have a right to defend themselves. And even God says, I want you to get organized. Okay, you can't just like be sloppy and, and weak and tired. You have to be organized and you have to know what's going on. And I, I see God's organization in that. And if people want to approach God in a sloppy way, hey, that's your business, I do not. I don't think that's really good for, for my personal health. Um, but you know what, I don't tell people what to do. And I, I leave it up to them and their conscience and their connection with God. But I, when I look at this, what I see is organization and methodical. God is very organized, very methodical. The tribe of Reuben. These were the clans descended from the sons of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. And then it says <clears throat> different kind of clans. And then it says verse 7. These are the clans of Reuben, their registered troop numbered 43,730. And then it says uh, different people here. Uh, Palu was the ancestor of Eliab, and Eliab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan, and Abram. This Nathan and um, Abram are the same community leaders who conspired with Korah after Moses and Aaron rebelling against the Lord. But the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them with Korah, and fire devoured 250 of their followers. This served as a warning to the entire nation of Israel. However, the sons of Korah did not die that day. So I guess they were not all wiped out is what I'm taking from the text. And I must say that when I read this, it really harkens me back to where I came from, that where I came from is promoting a dead person who is an antichrist. 
promoting a dead lady saying that she's speaking for God and she's been divinely inspired. And to me, what this text says is when you when you got somebody like that in your church, you need to leave. Okay, you don't want to be associated with them because they're teaching aberrant theology and they're going to mess you up. I can always say there are wonderful people in that denomination. I was one of them. I didn't buy what I was being told, but but if you picked a fight with the denomination, you picked a fight with me. Don't mess with my family, because when you do, you mess with me. But the Lord knew this, and he somehow made it or arranged it that at work, I would meet some Baptist people, I would be into the group, I would be listening to what they say. I didn't believe in that foolish national Sunday law garbage. Sunday, going to church on Sunday is pagan Sunday worship, because that's what that lady said, and it was nonsense. And over time, I was very influenced by these people and the kindness of my Baptist mentor, especially him. I would look at him and I would go, he's been accused of a crime. He doesn't even know it um, by these people in this, this church I was in. And this is just wrong. It's slander. And, and, and so it took me a long time to decide to really study my the theology to say, you know what, I need to leave. I need to make a conscience, consci conscientious purposeful, intentional decision to get out of Dodge. These people, Dathan and Abram, are the same people who conspired with Korah against Moses and Aaron. And in the text that we just read, it said that Moses was telling them, get away from these men, get away from false teachers. And even if you think you can, even if the teacher is dead, say, the fact of the matter is that you're still surrounded by people who have um, swallowed this um, false teaching into their mind and this is how they approach life and other Christians and even because I tell you I had so many conversations with people and it would be like yeah we need to evangelize the world I'm like yeah we need to do yeah we need to go to the neighborhood and distribute this lady's um, flagship book that she wrote to other people and I would go what excuse me why I would just be so frustrated and I realize now because I was not born into Christianity. I was born into something that's false. And I needed to leave. The tribe of Simeon. These are the clans descended from the sons of Simeon. And it has these different clans. Verse 14. These are the clans of Simeon. Their registered troops numbered 22,200. So there's, there's a lot here, right? Um, the tribe of Gad. These are the clans descended from the sons of Gad. It goes through the different clans, right? Then it says, verse 18, these were the cl clans of Gad. Their registered troops numbered 40,500. Um, the tribe of Judah. Judah had two sons, Ur and Onan, who had died in the land of Canaan. And then it talks about the clans coming from uh, Judah. And it says, these were the subclans, verse 21, descended from the Perizzites, the Herizonites, named after their ancestor Hezron. The Hamulites, named after their ancestor Hamul. These were the clans of Judah. The registered troops numbered 76,500. I guess the people who are inside Judaism right now read this stuff too, because they have the same Torah that we have, okay? We've got all the Old Testament. Um, maybe it's not arranged in the exact same order, but this is what a Jewish person who doesn't believe in Jesus would be. They have the entire Old Testament, right? Or some of them have the Torah and they have the other things like the Mishnah and all that sort of stuff, but they have this too. So I wonder sometimes, do they read this? Do they actually read it? They probably read it way better. They probably pronounce it way better. They probably understand some of the nuances way better than yours truly can ever understand. 
but I want to understand. I want to know. And that's why I think we need to read it, even though I butcher the names. Verse 22, these are the clans of Judah. These registered troops numbered 76,500. The tribe of Issachar. These are the clans descended from the sons of Issachar the, and goes through the clan. Verse 25, these were the clans of Issachar. Their registered troops numbered 64,300. Verse 26, these were the clans descended from the sons of Zebulun. And then it says in verse 27, the registered troops numbered 60,500. The tribe of Manasseh. Two clans were descended from Joseph through Manasseh and Ephraim. And it goes through this. These were the subclans. Verse 30, descended from the Gileadites. Oh boy. The Leazarites named after their ancestor Leazar. The Helekites named after their ancestor Helek. I'm so sorry I'm butchering these names. I just feel like I'm stumbling over them. It's so hard to pronounce the name. You don't really know if you're pronouncing it correctly. But you got to appreciate whoever wrote this very very methodical very business-like very organized it's like a plan you know you need to have a plan uh, fail to plan plan to fail so there's definitely they know what their arms are they know all the people that are there all the youth uh, 20 years old and older so i i just really you know i think god wanted us to see how he thinks and how he organized these people and changed them from this disorganized bunch of slaves to somebody who's free and proud and organized. Verse 34, these are the clans of Manasseh, the registered troops numbered 52,700. The tribe of Ephraim, these are the clans descended from the sons of Ephraim. Uh, they're talking about a sub-clan. And then it says, verse 37, the registered troops numbered 32,500. These clans of Manasseh and Ephraim were all descendants of Joseph. The tribe of Benjamin, these were the clans descended from the sons of Benjamin. And then it says, verse 41, um, their registered troops numbered 45,600. The tribe of Dan, these are the clans descended from the sons of Dan. Verse 43, their registered troops numbered 64,400. The tribe of Asher, these are the clans descended from the sons of Asher. And then it says, Asher had a daughter named Sarah in verse 46. Verse 47, these are the clans of Asher. Their registered troops numbered 53,400. You know how in in um, uh, in Revelation there's like the 144,000, and it also goes through these different clans. <clears throat> so I think that, I, I mean, I guess if you were to put side by side comparison and look at all these names and see what's written in Revelation and see what's written here, and just to correlate it, and maybe it would sort of give an idea because people will say, is it real Jew? Is it just Jews only? Is it Jews and Gentiles? You know. Is it, um, what exactly are the 144,000? Are they super Jews? Are they gonna proselytize the whole world for Jesus? You know, I've heard so much about the 144,000. Honestly, I don't know. I would like to know. I would like to have the right answer, but right now it eludes me. Maybe God has given the complete and right answer to one person on the planet. It's just not me. But I do appreciate the fact that this parallels a lot what, I, what I've read in Revelation. The tribe of Naphtali. These were the clans descended from the sons of Naphtali. And then it says uh, in verse 50, their registered troops numbered 45,400. Results of the registration. Okay. In summary, the registered troops of all Israel numbered 601,730. Wow. Talk about um, accuracy. Now, maybe it's plus or minus 200, plus or minus uh, 300. I'm not sure. You know, you can really appreciate the Jews are very methodical very picky, very organized, very clean. You can see that. 
you could and I again I say praise the Lord praise our God who's very organized um, because God is a God of organization he's a God that takes organization out of chaos he's a God that creates life from death he's a God that creates light from darkness God takes um, you know God takes something that's losing and he turns it into a winner uh, I know this is a stupid example but I always remember those Star Trek movies I think it was like um, was it the wrath of Khan or something where um, William Shatner uh, I mean Captain Kirk uh, Dr. McCoy and it was was it Scotty they're on this planet and you look across the sky and the USS Enterprise has been blown up by them right this is the first time I ever saw a USS Enterprise got blown up so NCC 1701 um, got blown up in the movie and they're all looking at the sky and he takes the Lord's name in vain he says my God bones my God what have I done and bones says Jim you've done what you always do what you've always done you've turned death into a fighting chance for live to live and I know it's just a stupid movie but I just think of God God turns things around he turns things that are slated for destruction slated for failure slated for desolation and he turns it around and he turns it into something worthwhile that's what God is doing with them and that's what God is doing with us our lives were headed for disaster there was no purpose we were headed for nihilism and entropy and death and annihilation um, from by sin and through death and God turned it around by taking Jesus a perfect man who lived a perfect life and he died on the cross and it looked like he was defeated but after three days he walked out of the grave and not only that we have all walked out of the second death and now we are destined for eternal life and success and purpose forevermore praise God verse 52 the Lord said to Moses divide the land among the tribes and distribute the grants of land in proportion to the tribes populations as indicated by the number of names on the list. Give the larger tribes more land and the smaller tribes less land, each group receiving a grant in proportion to the size of its population. But you must assign this land by lot and give land to each ancestral tribe according to the number of names on the list. Each grant of land must be assigned by lot among the larger and smaller tribal groups. The tribe of Levi. This is the record of the Levites who were counted according to their clans, the Gershonite clan named after their ancestor Gershon. I thought Gershon was a son of Moses, but I can't remember. I may be conflating, <coughs> pardon me, I've still got a cough. It may be conflating um, it with another name, but I thought it was, I thought Moses had a son named Gershon. The Kohathite clan named after their ancestor Kohath, the Merarite clan named after their ancestor Merari. Libanites, the Hebronites, the Malites, the Mushites, and the Korahites were all subclans of the Levites. Now Kohath was the ancestor of Amram, and Amram's wife was named Jochebed. Wow, so that's that's Moses' parent. She also was a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. Amram and Jochebed became the parents of Aaron. Moses and their sister Miriam. To Aaron were born Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. I think two of the sons were killed when they burned strange fire before the Lord. 
Yes, but Nadab and Abihu died when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. I don't want to burn the wrong kind of fire before God. I want my life to burn the right fire. I want the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in me, living in me. Right? As one guy said in a Bible study last night, God is just not next, not, not just uh, above you and next to you. He, he lives in you. You have the resources of God living in you, the mind of God living in you. What, what, what belief is going to give you that? What, what, what God is going to save you? It's not a bunch of beliefs. It's actually being integrated, married to God. Oh, that's huge. That is just huge. As Donald Trump would say, Y-U-G-E, huge. Verse 62, the men from the Levite clans who were one month old or older number 23,000. But the Levites were not included in the registration of the rest of the people of Israel because they were not given an allotment of land when it was divided among the Israelites. So these are the results of the registration of the people of Israel as conducted by Moses and Eleazar the priest on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Not one person on this list had, had been among those listed in the previous registration taken by Moses and Aaron in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, they will all die in the wilderness. Not one of them survived except Caleb, son of Juthna, and Joshua, son of Nun. When we put our faith into God, we will live for the rest of eternity. We will outlive all the people who have not. It's a wonderful promise, but it's a sad reality. I still want to be part of it. Don't you? God bless.